Welcome to season three of This Is Your Life in Silicon Valley, a podcast about the Bay Area, technology, and culture. I'm your host, Sunil Rajaraman, and I'm joined by my co-host, Yasha Kekis-Wolf. What's happening, Sunil? Uh, well, I mean, I can't see you right now, but we figured out how to figure our, our, or make our uh, iPhones, you know, work properly. I, I mean, you probably don't know this about me, but whenever we do our podcast anyways, I just close my eyes and have a picture of you in my head and just listen to your buttery smooth voice. Well, it right now doesn't sound so buttery smooth, I'm sure, with, uh, with you know, pandemic and, you know, microphones far apart, but we're doing our best. <laughs> we are. I was, uh, I was on Twitter. I, I was going to say yesterday, but the reality is that I'm on Twitter like all of the time now. Uh, but I was reading one tweet. I'm going to read it to you and then uh, see if you can guess where it's from. Un, un, uh, unnamed person that tweeted this. Please remember to put your pants on before leaving the house to check your mailbox. Period. You know who you are. Period. This is your final warning. Period. Care to guess where that come from? Best of next door. Best of next door. I think you and I have talked about that. You're right. And you and I have talked about best of next door for a long time now. I, for whatever reason, the things that best of next door started sharing always resonated with me. And I was always curious about the backstory of kind of where it came from and why it existed. So we've got a kind of cool guest on today. Yeah. Jen is, uh, you know, kind of one little known thing about her is she's been in the comms business for a while and, has worked on some pretty interesting dating companies as well. So there's another angle to this interview, which is we talk about, you know, dating during the age of the pandemic. Dating age of the pandemic. And I think maybe even is going to have to be some follow on from here where we start to talk to more people that are thinking about dating right now. And probably the change in dating in the Bay Area over the course of the next foreseeable time period. This is a fun interview today. Really cool backstory. Uh, Jen Takahashi is a, a wonderfully kind person to have spent some time with us. And The Best Next Door is a pretty awesome site. We really hope you enjoy. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You, uh, you might be the first person who uh, actually gets to do an interview that's either not on the phone and not in our tiny little hot closet. Sunil is actually super excited about it. He's getting really tired of sitting in the tiny little hot closet with people. <laughs> so wait, is this your first Zoom interview? This is our first inter Zoom interview. This is the first time that all three of us are working from home and talking to each other for the first time too. Yeah, our first uh, post-pandemic interview. However, it should be noted that we have done a couple of phone interviews before. The first was uh, Patty Stanger, the million-dollar matchmaker, and uh, Tony Hale from Arrested Development. And, uh, nice. So you're in good company. Yeah, geez, I'm intimidated now. <laughs> we totally should be. But the good thing is that you don't have to see either one of us sweating in a little closet. So that's, that's good news. Hey, uh, Jen, are you from the Bay Area? Yes, I'm from, I don't know if you guys know where Tracy is. Yeah, yeah. A couple hours away. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm from. And it's, it's a pretty small town. And it's funny because I think that's actually what inspired my love for Next Door is because I still actually subscribe to the Tracy Press police blotter. And it just brings me so much joy to my day. I can't explain why, but like looking at the police blotter and seeing how people are calling the cops on, um, on, 
chickens that mysteriously scratch them. And then like the police come out and then it turns out that someone just made up this whole chicken scratching story. Wait, yeah, what? It's very Say that again. Yeah. Is, is Tracy, people get scratched by chickens and they yeah. call the police? Well, that, that's an example of a recent, um, a recent item in the police blotter. Wow. So it's like, I love that kind of, I don't know, those types of little episodes always kind of remind me to not sweat the small stuff. And so, um, so yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm from Tracy and everyone should check out the Tracy press police blotter. Well, that's an awesome <laughs> plug. When, like, when did you move to San Francisco, San Francisco, actually, or do you live in San Francisco or do you live in one of the surrounding boroughs? I do. I live in Soma. Oh, that's like in the um, middle I, of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I moved to San Francisco, um, in two, like 2007, I think. So yeah, I've been here for for quite some time. Oh. Well, I know we want to talk a lot about uh, Best of Next Door, which, you know, we're going to bookmark that in a second, but I actually find the thread of your career pretty interesting. And so you are currently running comms for a very popular dating site and you, uh, you've, you've had a couple of other stints like that. So can you just tell us a little bit about your current role? Yeah, thank you. So Cool, because I, I actually do PR. Um, so this is like, oh, cool, I can count this as a PR placement. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I honestly, I'm just, I'm fascinated by by people, um, you know, which is kind of why I started the Twitter account and also why I was so fascinated and I'm still fascinated by online dating. And so doing PR for for dating apps is just um, something that's that's super fun. Um, we, so, we have uh, a crazy history with lots of dating app, dating people and the Bay Area dating stuff with This Is Your Life in Silicon Valley. It's been kind of a thread for us, Sunil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and to our audience that's listening to this, we're dealing with asynchronous communication here. And so the internet latency uh, varies by location. So you might, you might hear a few of these, uh, these situations where we interrupt each other. Okay, so yes, we have. Uh, we interviewed the founder of The League, Amanda Bradford. We interviewed Amy Anderson, um, and uh, who's a really prominent matchmaker, and and Patty, of course. But nobody post-pandemic. And so, Jen, I wanted to ask you, how how is dating going to change after quarantines? Like, what what are some of the changes you're already observing, and what are what is dating going to be like over the next three to six months? This is so funny because I've been having to do these interviews for my day job all all day today. So wait, let me just like kind of move out of my best of next door persona and put on my CMB PR hat. <laughs> so yeah, it's actually super interesting. Um, you know, obviously we're seeing a lot more activity um, on dating apps on on CMB, and especially in um, in the cities with shelter in place mandates, which. Um, which of course makes sense. And we're also seeing that we've been serving our users like every week and we're finding that um, a lot are, who haven't been open to virtual dates like voice calls or, or video dates, they haven't been that open in the past. They're, um, the vast majority are extremely open to it now. Um, sorry, I wish I had the exact stats. Is video, video no, dating no, a thing? Uh, like video dating is a real thing? Oh yeah, this is, I I had a Zoom date this week. Huh. <laughs> what do you do on a Zoom date? Can you kind of explain that? Like what is there etiquette around this and why a Zoom date as opposed to like a FaceTime date or a Skype date or a 
you know, like does just I'm kind of really curious to dissect this. Like what is what is the platform you pick say about, you know, your date? Like, oh, I want to do a blue jeans blue jeans date or an Uber conference date. <laughs> You're like, no thanks, sorry. Yeah. Uber conference date. That would be interesting if someone suggested that. Um I'm the one who suggested a Zoom date. I think it's just because it's what I'm most familiar with using um, and how it, I kind of honestly, I treat it like an in-person date. I literally put on my my perfume, like, which I also put on for this interview because I need to like get in the mindset. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and I know a lot of people, we actually, Coffee Meets Bagel actually has been hosting these, um, these Zoom, you know, community meetups for, for singles, especially in these, um, these areas where they have the shelter in place orders. And it's, um, it's really cool to just kind of see everyone come together because, you know, it couldn't be a very lonely time right now. And just to have, uh, you know, that, that interaction and socialization with people without the, the in-person. But so, so quick thoughts. If you invite somebody into a Zoom date, what's that say about you? I'm going to ask you the same about uh, Sunil was gone. What's it say about you with blue jeans also? So what, what's a Zoom dater? I think it means that I live in San Francisco. <laughs> how about, how about, <laughs> uh, how about WebEx? Um, I, ooh, okay. Yeah. You're very San Francisco. <laughs> I kind of forgot what that is. You're like, you're from um, San Jose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I guess it, that would be a good, um, that would be an interesting article to read, like, or like a Buzzfeed quiz, which dating video dating platform are you? Skype. What's a Skype dater? Uh, a little bit outdated maybe. Mm. Facebook video. Is that a thing? Facebook messenger. I feel like if you know if Facebook video is a thing, then you're using Facebook too much. Yeah. You know, and you know the person too. Maybe that means that you're dating somebody that you're friends with or in your connection. I don't know. This is complicated. As a person who hasn't dated in like more than a decade, I'm super fascinated by it all. Well, Jen, we won't, we won't, I, I know you were in best of next door mode. I'll just ask one question, which everybody wants to know the answer to now, having gone down this thread, how did the date go? Um, <laughs> it went well. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like it's a Zoom date. I don't know what else to say. Um, I did. It was cool because I did screen share. Um, and we so I guess that was cool to just kind of like. Yeah, I think we like watched like a YouTube video or something through screen share. So it kind of weirdly was more of a date than it was. Um, yeah, then I think that's something like fa FaceTime could do. <laughs> Once you can't screen share. All right. Well, so, th so there we go. That's, that's part of our scoring for Zoom dating is did you screen share? If you did, then maybe there's a potential for a second date. Well, um, Jen, we reach out to you because we are huge fans of the best of next door, both on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and really, really excited about the opportunity to talk to you just about the best of next door. I think there's some fascinating changes that we're probably seeing in best door or, or in next door right now. But I want to just start back from the beginning because not everybody is familiar, shockingly, not everyone is familiar with Best Next Door. Like, what, what is it and what's the origination story? So um, I actually used to live in Glen Park. And if you're not, um, for those of you listening who aren't familiar with San Francisco, it is, it's, um, it's a neighborhood that's more like Tracy, a small town feel than it is of Soma, where I currently live. 
And um, at the time I was working at a, a PR agency, I had a, I was balancing a ton of clients. And so I was just super stressed all the time. And um, I had this one neighbor who would always complain about her lawn gnomes um, at like 4 p.m. on the dot. She would post about her lawn gnomes and the fact that maybe accusing people of like touching them or like rearranging them. And then she would sign it off um, from the entire garden gnome family and like name every individual gnome. And I don't know why it just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I, it became part of my, part of my daily routine to just read that every day when I got home. <laughs> it was just um, super consistent. Yeah. Garden gnomes. So Neil, is that your experience on next door? Have you ever had garden gnome people? No garden gnome people. Uh, we do have a lot of characters in our, in our next door. I mean, it is so interesting. The neighborhood by neighborhood experience people have with next door. It's, you know, I, we had, of course, Prakash on the, the co-founder of next door in a recent episode. Um, and I admire what they're what they're building, especially now in the age of COVID. They've made some pretty significant product updates to help uh, each other's communities now. But there are just humorous parts of Nextdoor. It is undeniable, um, and just some crazy characters on there. But yeah, one of the most fascinating things is just neighborhood by neighborhood. That experience is different, isn't it? Actually, that's one of the things that that I also find fascinating is that it's. It is different because actually I, I personally do not use Nextdoor anymore because now um, I live right in the heart of, of Soma, like mid-market. And, you know, whereas Nextdoor usually used to bring me levity, it now kind of depresses me, you know, with the crime. They're not complaining about garden gnomes over here. So as actually as a result of that, um, my friends and my family started sharing their posts, like their posts from Tracy or their posts from like their smaller neighborhoods. And I really just kind of created the Twitter account just as a way to kind of just keep them kind of organized. But one thing I um, I found very interesting is that the neighborhoods are very different, but at the same time, if you look at the bigger picture, there are so many patterns that just makes me think that we're all still the same. Um, even like no matter where you live in the country, no one's going to want dog poop on their lawn. So it's really funny to keep finding these recurring patterns and themes um, across, across the entire country. So, so you start to get, um, submissions from family and friends first, was it just family first? And then you started to post them on Twitter. Like what, what, yeah. what made you think, okay, well, this is interesting and more people are interested in what I'm sharing. So I should start to make this bigger. Yeah. I wish I had the power to just say, oh yeah, I'm going to make this bigger now, but it really did. It was all kind of an accident, a lucky accident. And I would see what other people were posting and I would just kind of, um, you know, I thought that they were all hilarious. And then I, I think one of the bigger breaking moments is a couple months after I started the Twitter account, I did see a tweet saying, oh my God, my next door thread just got so lit that it actually caused my neighbors to brawl at a library. And I was like, oh my God. I need to have this thread in my life. Like I, I can't live without it. I absolutely need to read it. And um, so I try to do a little bit more digging. It turns out that they were fighting over the Seahawks. So, okay, I was like, probably happened in Seattle. And then I think I had 2000 followers on the account and I just started begging on Twitter, please, if you, if you live in Seattle, please just check your neighborhood next door and, um, and let me know if you, if you found anything related to this library brawl. And it turns out 
Um, I actually did end up getting the thread, which I was, I'm still, it's still the proudest moment of Best Next Door history. Um, yeah, but what had happened was someone um, actually has a cannon that they fire every single time the Seahawks score a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a it's like i i lived in seattle for many years and it's such a seattle thing really? such a seattle thing <laughs> did you have any experience with um yeah i know there's cannons i know there's also fireworks that really irritate some people yeah um seattle is kind of insular in a way that would make that thing happen and be a real thing that happens over and over again each neighborhood is kind of its own thing and because Seattle is kind of removed from the country. That's my own theory. It's pretty far up north uh, into the northwest. It is uh, isolated enough to where any of the sport teams become almost cultish. And so the like the insular neighborhood plus the focus on the particular sport teams that are there makes it make perfect, perfect sense. I would have never known about the Seahawks canon were it not for the best of next door, by the way. Did you read it? Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it. Oh my God. And I am, whose side are you on though? Would you be on the side of the person firing the cannon or non-cannon? I think I'm the cannon person. Like I, I would be uh, completely annoyed if I lived in that neighborhood. And at the same time, like whatever, it's their thing. They like sports. They like the Seahawks. <laughs> I don't happen to like the Seahawks, but the Seahawks, so go ahead and fire off your cannon. Like good for you. It's just a thing. It's only going to happen once a week, right? for several weeks. It's not going to happen forever. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm also torn because I actually do like the Seahawks, but I also know that my cat would be freaking out. Um, and yeah. And then I would just feel really bad and I know it would really annoy me. So I'm pretty torn. People also had very interesting reasons about why they didn't like it. I guess one person liked to, um, like to, you know, I can't, why can I only think of TiVo? But they like to TiVo the games. <laughs> yeah, now I feel very outdated. That's karma for me saying Skype was outdated. But they only like to TiVo their games. And um, so they felt like hearing the canon was kind of like a spoiler alert. Mm. And that's one reason why they didn't like. So everyone had just very different reasons. Yeah. Um, super fascinating. How, so I, I've, I, I liked that one, especially as one of the big ones in the stories that you introduced, at least to me. Like, are things changing right now? Like, do, do the submissions they get? Well, actually, the first question is, where do you get submission from today? Like, who, who sends them to you? How do you get them? <clears throat> everybody. Um, and I say everybody because even, like, my mom is is texting me and calling me because she's mad at me because I haven't read her submission yet. Um, Thanks mom. It's, and it's, <laughs> and then it's really great because, you know, I'm getting, um, really kind of getting this insight from, you know, all around the country and, you know, now from other countries as well about, um, their neighborhood drama, but we, we get submissions through, um, honestly through, through Twitter via DM or, uh, mentions, and that's for both Best of Next Door and my personal Twitter. And then I also, I was just getting so many email submissions that I created a Facebook group, a private Facebook group where people could post. And then I felt like, okay, if the post is doing well, then it probably would do well on the Twitter feed as well. So um, I tried that, um, but yeah, there's um, lucky to get a ton of submissions from, from all over the place. And um, since this, since, you know, the COVID-19 um, outbreak submissions have actually tripled. Tripled. So um, 
yeah so it's been um it's been pretty pretty crazy so when when they triple like what's that going up there they're going from tens or hundreds to thousands or like what's the volume that you have to deal with this is a fascinating problem to try and solve for like how do you curate and have with the scale that you curate in honestly i tried to add them all up one day because um you know i really have to i would have to check my um you know twitter Twitter best of next door and my personal DMs and mess messages all for one day and then look at um, Instagram personal and best of next door DMs tagged photos stories and email and then the Facebook group and then the Facebook page posts and messages <laughs> that's a and lot personal messages so I've been trying to but um that's why it just gets super overwhelming but it seems like a full-time job yeah, that's why it takes me a long time to kind of read all the submissions. <laughs> um, yeah, probably um, definitely over 100 a day. Wow. Um, one, one of these days I'm going to sit down and I'm actually going to add them all up. Yeah, that's a crazy number. That's a lot. So um, the, yeah. have, they, have they changed? Like the types of submissions changed materially over the last few weeks? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, what's really inspiring to me is how many people are helping their neighbors, you know, and, and um, it was honestly, it was kind of tricky because I really wanted Best of Next Door to be a place where it could just bring a little bit of levity to Twitter. And there's nothing, uh, yeah, when um, everything kind of started spiraling, I posted one actual Best of Next Door post um, mm -hmm. from San Francisco where Someone said, you know, um, if any of our neighbors need anyone to do grocery shopping, you know, we would love to, we would love to help. And so I posted that. And then I said um, that I really, this is going to be the only thing I ever post about COVID-19 because I really want to stay true to, to my mission of bringing levity. But then it just felt very kind of like just inauthentic to mm. be posting about like, you know, things that we know people are not complaining about right now. Um, and then I started also getting some submissions that would honestly just kind of make me laugh. Um, like for example, seeing people trying to come up with the song that they're going to sing to go viral, like the Italians, so, because I found that that was making me laugh. I was like, okay, maybe I actually can change my stance and, um, you know, try to just be very thoughtful in what I'm posting. So that way it's still trying to bring levity. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, seeing a lot of really great helpful examples and, um, also it's basically just next basic next door, um, or regular next door amplified, you know, we're still seeing the, the really kind, kind submissions kind of, you know, neighbors really helping each other. Right. We're still seeing the petty arguments. <laughs> um, we're still seeing the conspiracy theories. We're still, I'm still getting, unfortunately, um, you know, the bad stuff, which I try not to touch by bad stuff. I mean, the racist, um, yeah. you know, submissions and everything, but overall, um, it's been really, it's been really exciting to see that when I share the actual best of next door examples of, um, neighbors helping others, it's cool to kind of, you know, read through the comments and see that that post. So someone, what someone did in their neighborhood actually inspired, you know, a follower to do the same in their neighborhood. Right. So it's really cool to see that domino effect of, um, you know, actually people getting inspired by best of next door or by 
you know, these next door submissions to actually help their neighbors. Yeah. No, I totally appreciate that. Um, I found myself using next door more frequently. I live a little bit north of San Francisco or, and, and our neighborhood had been active already and it seems to be even more active now. So I have one last question for you. And then um, our kind of traditional question that we asked that I just wanted to precede for you so you could think about a little bit. The one question that I want to end on is across all the social networks that you spend your time, is there a follow that you would make as a recommendation to all of our listeners? So that's the final question. But before we get there, two questions that masquerading as one. First is uh, all about Nextdoor. One, is there anything that Nextdoor could do or is it really just where you live that would put you in a position where you... Um, oh, sorry, I actually couldn't hear. Oh, no. This is the, the challenge sometimes with trying things in a different environment. You never know what all the things that are going to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just pops in and out of the sound around. So uh, first question is with Nextdoor, is there something that could happen that would bring you back onto it? With Nextdoor, is there something that could happen? That would bring you back onto it. You're not on Nextdoor anymore. Is that right? In Soma, you're not on Nextdoor. Hmm. Correct. I'm not on Nextdoor. Um, however, I am actually thinking about getting back onto it. I am getting inspired by some of the submissions that I'm seeing about, you know, neighbors helping neighbors. And I kind of want, yeah, it's actually kind of on my to-do list to download it again and just see how I can help. And I know that they've released some new features, but um I don't really know firsthand what they do, but I heard that they're really great in terms of helping um, your neighbors. So I'm excited to check those out. Ooh, so, okay, so that's a great, uh, great segue. And second part of the question is, what is the one feature that you would hope that Nextdoor has when you join again? Oh, I definitely, I would love it if they could include like a little button, submit directly to Best of Nextdoor. <laughs> All right. Well, we know some people. We'll see if we can get that to happen. So as we close out, to first, I want to say thank you for spending time with us today. And thanks for trying out in Zoom uh, an interview across a bunch of different places. So, we'll, we, you know, you did a great job. This has been super fun. And we're super clumsy, which is always normal the way that it works. Um, so the, the last question is, on the networks that you spend your time, um, who's a recommended follow that you'd give to our listeners? Um, on Twitter, at Lewis Gray. Mm. He is... Honestly, this sounds so sappy, but okay. We actually met on Twitter because I am addicted to my Diet Coke. And um, so is our friend Adam Stinger, or I'm sorry. Oh, Adam will kill me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Adam Stinger does not like Diet Coke, but he knows someone, he knew someone else who does. And that's Lewis Bray. So we're connected that way. But Lewis is just one of the smartest um, people that I've ever met and also one of the kindest. He's always posting um, really great insights about Silicon Valley. Um, and also just kind of, you know, he's always posting about ways to, to help the community. He's he's just a really good person overall. Oh, I love that. That's a fantastic he's very funny. So, Any yeah. others? So if we get a, a maybe a bonus question on Instagram, what's a recommended follow? Oh my God. Have you seen the best of next door Instagram? I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Oh, 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 I know this one. We rate dogs, uh, who yeah. I love. I love that. Jen, uh, thank you so much for <laughs> taking time with Sunil and I today. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for doing what you do on Best of Next Door, too. It does bring a, a little bit of levity, to at least to me and to my friends every day. So thank, <laughs> thank you for that. Well, thank you. So happy to chat with you. This has been so fun. All right. Have a great rest of the day. So I know you don't have to date Sunil, but if you were to do a date... Um, which application would you use for your first date? Would it be Zoom or would it be something else? Google Hangout? Not Zoom. I, <laughs> I now fully associate Zoom with, uh, 
with the trauma of the pandemic. And I, I love what they've done and I love how they're scaling and I'm in full admiration, but I am done with Zoom after this is all over. <laughs> well, um, I certainly don't call anybody in my house, my wife in particular, on Zoom. Um, I'm going to try and find a different thing to use if I want to create that little bit of intimate moment other than Zoom too. Today was a fun conversation. Um, we appreciate you listening. I love doing this podcast with you, Sunil. I think if everybody loves listening to it in the same way that I love doing the podcast with you, we have one really important ask for them. What's that ask? That ask is to rate the episode or the show five stars wherever you're listening to this. Awesome. Thanks a lot for listening today.